You're listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, the only place where drums are replaced by boots and cats. At the top of the hour this hour, Voices Only 2016 is out. With 38 tracks on two volumes, the newest installment of Voices Only has been released by its eponymous parent company. Four high school groups are represented, Vocal Rush, 11th Hour, One Voice, and Tag, among the many collegiate groups. Included are well-known groups like the SoCal Vocals, Voices in Your Head, Beelzebubs, and Whiffin' Poofs. Also on the compilation are lesser-known artists like Wright State's Ethos, University of Chicago's Run for Cover, University of Michigan Compulsive Liars, and the Miami University Open Fifth. What they all have in common are great tracks, and you'll find them on the compilation, and of course, right here at Ockerville. Hello, Acaville fans. Welcome to Tacapella, Acaville Radio's weekly radio show. So today I am joined by a buddy of mine, Alex Adkins. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going good, man. How are you? I'm good. Um, second week of school, um, kind of settling in, but today was definitely Monday. <laughs> yep. I, I absolutely know that feeling. It is very, very much a Monday. It's uh, second week of school for most universities right now, and it is, it's it's a grind. People, as I'm sure a lot of you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Alex, do you want to just uh, tell everyone what what your deal is, what you do, what your involvement in acapella, and fun fact, people, Alex is going to be joining us at Acaville come December doing some uh, audio editing for us. Just another example of how easy it is to get involved <laughs> with the station. Plug, plug, plug. So Alex, just uh, yeah, tell us, tell us what you do, man. What's your, okay. what's your thing? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a senior in college. I, I'm at TCU in Fort Worth. Go Frogs. <laughs> um, I am getting my BFA in technical theater production with an emphasis in sound design. Um, I have been designing for three years now. Uh, for the theater and it's kind of interesting because my first year of college I was my first semester I was started out as a music ed major Mm -hmm. and then we got into music theory and I was like heck no this is (laughs) not this is not for me so I did uh, I did theater and choir pretty evenly Mm -hmm. uh, throughout high school I was like okay I'm gonna do theater but I don't want to do performance so what's something else that I could do okay technical theater yeah so then I was like okay so music is still a thing that I'm super passionate about so and I know this there there's this thing called sound design I don't really know what it is but it sounds like I can do some sort of music thing with it so that's kind of how I fell into that um and I, I I fell in love with it it's super fun and then I, as far as acapella goes, I sang in an acapella group at in high school. It wasn't anything too crazy, intense, or competitive. Like we didn't do ICHSA or anything. Yeah. Uh, that was about that was four years ago. That's crazy. So yeah, it wasn't feeling as big. old. <laughs> yeah, feeling old. Um, but I, so when I got here uh, to college, I there was not an acapella group on campus. Oh wow. And, so my freshman year, I was just singing in university choirs, and then I took a break my sophomore year, once I because I was switching gears for theater. Yeah, for sure. And so I didn't I didn't really sing at all my sophomore year, and then at the end of my sophomore year, I met my friend Sabrina, and she had just transferred from Wagner College up in New York, mm-hmm. and she we we got to talking. She was like, "Yeah, I'm starting an acapella group," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, no way! I sang acapella in high school, and I 
I miss it. I would love to join. Like if you guys are auditioning, she was like, yeah, come out. And so I, I auditioned right at the end of my sophomore year mm-hmm. and I, I got in. So then over, uh, over the summer, uh, talked with them and then come start of my junior year, there was a huge change in like a bunch of the people from the past year, like left. Mm-hmm. And then we had auditions and then we had our first official full year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we competed at ICCA. We had no idea what we were doing, but we were like, we just want to do this. So yeah, we're going to jump in and, you know, what's the worst that can happen? So we had eight people last year, uh, which was tough. We had we had three guys and and five girls. And it it was it was challenging. But I mm-hmm. think I think after, you know, going through the learning process of that and then the actual competition pro- process um, and just seeing what other groups do, I think it's you just, learn a lot it, by doing was, man. Totally. Yeah. It was such an incredible learning curve. And then one of the groups at our quarterfinals was actually being followed by Sing It On. Ooh, and yeah. I met Carl, who uh, works for Liquid Fifth, who's just one of the acapella production companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he mixed our show. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And this combines my love for sound design and my love for acapella yeah. kind of into one thing. So I've kind of started shifting into that gear a little bit. Um, get, you know, getting into senior year, you got to figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I started, you know, talking with some different people, uh, and seeing kind of where the possibilities are for that come May. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dude. What's, uh, what's your group's name? I forgot to ask. Our group is licensed to trill. I've heard that name before. Oh yep. no. Yep. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't, the only other group that I heard use it I don't think they're around anymore. So you're fine. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know there's a high school girls group on YouTube named License to Trill. So yeah. that's kind of awkward. But, you know, you know. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> I, I you know, we might have an episode on this. I am not a pro pun acapella. I don't tell the boss of Acaville, but I, I, I don't like puns in groups, but uh, I like <laughs> your guys's puns. So that's OK. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, um, you know, that you covered a ton of topics there. Sound design, you know, kind of trying to find your way, acapella as kind of a home in a sense. And then, you know, the whole kind of going along with the new group and just uh, on last week's episode, um, we talked about uh, kind of faking it till you make it with uh, Shams Ahmed yeah. from the Nor'easters. And that is <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, so true. He's actually, uh, I believe, a producer and helps out on Sing It On, which is kind of cool that you had that interaction um, with the show. And, um, uh, so, Alex, something that I know nothing, absolutely nothing about is, like, sound in acapella. Like, uh-huh. I remember, what was it, uh, me and Aaron, the boss of, um, uh, not the boss, we don't have a boss, the the founder and fearless <laughs> leader of Acaville, and yes. uh, we're sitting at uh, the ICCA quarterfinals in Portland, and I just, I, I, we were kind of confused that just the sound was, it just, the groups were doing all right, and we were... Yeah. Uh, close enough that we could hear like, oh yeah, these groups sound pretty good, but farther back, just like, they, I think they had one mic for solo, yeah. and one mic for bass, and maybe vocal percussion as well, and just the mixing and how it sounded yeah. was not good. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this is a one-time thing. Then Aaron went to the semifinals, uh, and he told me like, nope, sound was bad there too. I think we even tweeted about it. Just wow. the people don't seem to really know how to mix and make acapella yeah. sound that great, and I think that yeah. is 
you know, I came from a group with uh, four to five singers, so uh-huh. that was huge for us. We didn't. We all had to be mic'd, or we all had to sing yeah. directly into a mic. And I am just wondering, like, what's the what's the aesthetic you go for? What what do you have to do to make sound? You know, sound design in acapella good because as you know, I'm going to be, I'm moving through grad school here. I want to get out into the real acapella world. I, I simply have no idea what I'm supposed to do. So please just give us your knowledge because <laughs> we don't, clearly the acapella world isn't really sure what to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it sounds like you are. So give it to us, man. Cool. So I'm just going to kind of be snobby and say please, that please I, will, <laughs> I will fight tooth and nail every time for as many singers to be mic'd as possible. Um, we are actually in the middle of planning two things. Um, we are planning a big um, a benefit concert of oh, sorts cool. for January for late January. Um, that's there's going to be like a benefit five k, um, and then there's also after that is going to be an acapella concert on campus. Are you going to run the five k while singing? Um, probably, <laughs> probably not. Um, and then we are all, so for the concert afterwards, it's going to be an acapella concert featuring the three groups on campus and then three or four other groups from, from Texas. And so we're really lucky. We have a venue on campus. It's not necessarily like a performance venue. It's just a big ballroom that we okay. can, that students can run out for free, which is really nice. And we have lighting provided and there's a stage setup provided and they have sound, but it's <clears throat> not a digital mixing board and they only have eight wireless handheld mics. And I'm like, uh, that's How really not group again? Um, So fun fact, we finished our callbacks yesterday. Ooh, cool. And, <laughs> We are looking at probably 18. Wow, so, 18. That's huge. Middle, that's good. Yeah, so, so we had um, – Well, that's 18 people for eight mics. Mm-hmm. That's so, tricky. How, do you, how yeah. do you make that work? Well, we are actually um, using a production company. They're coming oh, wow. in from – and because we're able to get better stuff. Uh, we're we're going to be able to get 16 mics from them um, and the – the PA in in that ballroom is not even close to equipped to be able to handle live music. Uh-huh. And on the one hand, we don't want to be liable for blowing a speaker or, <laughs> or whatever, um, because it would just be a student or a you know an AV staff person yeah. mixing that doesn't really know the science of mixing acapella. Mm-hmm. And then, so this production company is bringing in 16 mics which is really nice and they're also bringing in a a sound system package for that so i'm i'm super excited uh it should be a lot of fun is this Um, a company that's like is specifically for acapella sound mixing or what's what's their deal actually no so the closest that we have is actually liquid fifth who mm-hmm. are in raleigh you know we're in texas yeah. there's nothing there's nothing out here so what i have been i've been communicating with the production company and i'm like look i have i have knowledge in this i have resources that i can get to you deke sharon's book acapella that he yep. wrote with brody um has a whole section on live sound that's incredible it ha- even has examples of like eq presets and and awesome stuff. So I'm basically I I scanned that whole chapter 
uh, into my computer and I'm just going to be like slightly like sending it to them. Yeah. <laughs> just as, like a nudge. <laughs> just by the way, uh, I know more than you. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't, I can't mix the show and be in the show like that would just be crazy. Yes. Uh, because I'm trying, you know, on top of getting all this technical stuff, I'm kind of producing this mm-hmm. event as well. So, you know, I'm going to be having to handle like other groups coming from off campus and, you know, from out of town and figuring out, you know, if, you know, that they have a dressing room and they know yeah. where food places yeah, are. Yeah, and, yeah important you know, stuff. It's all of that crazy stuff. So hoping it goes well. Yeah, um, I hope it goes well too. So, so like what, so what, it, what is an EQ setting? What are the things that like the things from the book? I've, I have the book, but I haven't, I think I tried reading the part on sound design and I just was ridiculously confused. <laughs> Can you kind of boil it down to like, uh, to layman's terms like what yeah what how can someone who's just coming into acapella or just or has a group but doesn't really know sound design what how can they navigate that the crazy world of sound design so basically when it boils what it boils down to is you want a bass singer to sound like a, a bass whether it be a bass guitar um an electronic bass track you don't want it to sound like a someone singing Bass. Gotcha. So okay. is is what you do and this goes for vocal percussion as well. You can you can equalize and you can compress uh on a digital mixing board to where it sounds it takes out the higher frequencies um oh. and it really instead of the of, bass voice, it takes out the higher yeah. frequencies. Oh, so whoa. instead of hearing like if you're singing a dum, it takes out that T sound and almost just sounds like a like a oh, like a subwoofer, yeah. It's it's crazy. And then, you know, you want that to sound different than your lead is going to sound. And you can, you know, you can make your lead if they're, they're higher register, you know, when they get up into the rafters is a little shrill. You can make that, um, you can put a gate on that so it doesn't, you know, sound as shrill. What's a, what's a gate? A gate is basically like a limiter. Okay, cool. So you can make anything above a certain frequency also note you can make that you know if it goes above this it will sound the same as what's below it that's so interesting so that's the lead that's the bass what about what about the actual ensemble like what do you like you is it it's better i assume for each member to have a mic is that yes okay okay yeah um and then honestly it comes down to a lot of his balance Mm -hmm. um and also, un- unless you're really awesome and you get to have in-ear monitors and everything, making sure that the singers can hear themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the beauty and the pain of dealing with anywhere from, you know, four or five to 16, 18, 20 vocalists. And yeah. if they can't hear themselves, that's going to be your number one, your number one issue. Um, they're going to not be singing the right notes. They're going to be singing too loud. And they're... <clears throat> that makes so much it yeah gets, that makes a lot of sense and it gets to a point where you you know you don't have control yeah okay so then that's okay so that's that and then what about vocal percussion what's what do you do with that how do you make that sound good so basically there are there are ways to when you're eqing to amplify or reduce or accentuate certain hits or snares or thuds Mm-hmm. Or or whatever, um, basically the way that you would EQ a drum kit, mm-hmm. um, 
it allows for those those vocal sounds to sound more like the instrumental sound. Oh, okay. I had um, we had at uh, University of Puget Sound um, where I did my undergrad. We had like it was a small, like tiny little red. It was like it was marketed and it was came. It was said it was um it was a beatboxing mic, but it was uh-huh. it was really tiny. And you could hold it in a bunch of different ways, but what we found the issue was was it would it would pick up you know really dry sounds like the boots and the mm-hmm. cats and whatnot. But if they tried to do any kind of vocalizations like boom boom or whatever, yeah. it did not pick that up. Is that so? Are, are like beatboxing mics a thing, or is that an overrated thing that we shouldn't have bought? <laughs> I mean, what what we used uh, what we have used is just you know the standard mic, but that. That mic is EQ'd in a completely different way. Okay. Than any of the other voice parts. So you um, so like the, you couldn't okay. you couldn't put a mezzo on it and expect it to sound like the other mezzos because it just won't you know it won't pick up the frequencies that you want it to pick up that the other singers are singing. Okay, so same tool but tailored to a specific and kind of modest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That makes sense. So then, man, I am learning. Way more than I like. This is this every. This reminds me of our vocal percussion episode where the vocal percussionist, uh, my friend Lee, was just going on about all these technical things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I believe you. I don't, I don't know what's right it's, or wrong. It's really cool. I actually didn't know very much about about mixing or live sound mm-hmm. or really studio sound uh, for acapella until this summer. I went to camp acapella. Oh, and, dude, yeah, nice. For that, it was incredible. Changed my life, and I took. Uh, a live production class there and Tony Huerta taught the name. He is the sound engineer for Vocalocity. Oh, wow. uh, The sound engineer for take six. Um, What else? Um, He has a studio called Sonic audio at his home in Denver where he does, where he records. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he taught that and it just, he just blew the doors open on my, on my sound design brain. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was so cool to get to learn from him. And he literally like on one of the days he had us, we just like went through this, this chart and he was like, these are the frequencies for when, you know, the sopranos sing this note to this note, it's this frequency to this frequency. And when you're having problems, it'll usually sound tinny or muddy or, you know, whatever. And so when it sounds that way, this is what you need to fix. And it was just, it was crazy awesome. And he is such a nice guy. Um, in in theater, we don't really run into a lot of really nice sound engineers just because, <laughs> just because their job is so hard and no one understands how tedious and and difficult it is to get everything to sound right. And so. <laughs> It was so refreshing to see how passionate. You're nice. That's yes. It was. It was incredible. Um, he actually does um, seminars uh, for oh, acapella life mixing called "It Sounds Muddy." Um, the there's dates on his website and stuff, and he he oh, travels. Whoa. I think the last one that he did was for music educators somewhere in the area of Kettering, Ohio. Um, but oh man, it's basically the same class that I took, but it was it just was awesome. I'm going to look into that if he ever comes to Colorado or something, because that's that sounds like something everyone should take, because I feel like definitely we, you know, we get into it and it's like a same the same situation you're in, except you actually learn stuff Um, in like, (laughs) you know, we we try and start an acapella group, we get it going and then we work really hard in like 
like I don't know, we rehearsed for my group. We just rehearsed in one of two rooms each night, and yeah. we get used to how we sound in that room. Yeah, and then we'd get out on stage, and it was. I mean, it was it was a complete. We had to almost like we we didn't have to relearn the songs, but we had to relearn how we performed the songs to yeah. make sure. Like, well, okay, our bass always sings like like pretty loud on this, but he can't be heard at all when we're doing this, or we have this yeah. mic set up, so we gotta like do it even louder, and then he's gonna get vocally tired, whatnot, whatnot, and it just yeah. seems like you know it's way easier with choir when it's okay. You go from what rehearsal to performance space because you you don't really mix sounds for choirs but with acapella groups that's an essential part of the aesthetic and the culture and the style so it just seems like this is a art an art that really everyone needs to one do and to recognize is ridiculously essential to making yourself sound good i like i said at, at the iccas we were hearing like groups that like I was close enough. Aaron was in the front row. We could tell that they were like good groups, but they did not sound good to the audience. And Uh like, I can't even imagine what that kind of stuff must do to scores or whatnot. So thank you, Alex, for giving us like hardcore crash course in everything. Cause that's that information was (laughs) correct. Any sound (laughs) engineers are listening. I'm sorry if I am pointing people in the wrong direction. It all sounds right to me, but as I said, I have no (laughs) idea what's right or wrong. Uh, Awesome. Okay, everyone. So, We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to play What Now, performed by the Nor'easters. And if you were listening to last week's episode with Shams Ahmed, he was one of the like main forces behind the Nor'easters. This is arranged by him. So this is What Now by the Nor'easters. I'm your host, John Lampus, with guest Alex Adkins. And we're going to be right back here on Tacapella. Can't figure it out 
listening to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock on our app, on TuneIn Radio, and online at acaville.org. And welcome back to Tacapella. Here we are. Uh, I'm Alex Atkins here with the awesome host, John Lampus. Hey, that's me. Cool. Uh, man, I, every, I swear, on every show, like the quality of people saying the and welcome back to talk about thing it gets better and better there have been some really <laughs> high quality ones to the point where i just want to use those and not say it myself <laughs> so who knows maybe your voice will show up in an episode that you're not part of and you'll be hey, really confused that's okay i give you permission <laughs> to do whatever you want with that <laughs> <laughs> sweet copyright checked off um so alex a thing you talked about that even if we didn't like plan to talk about it i think you can't avoid talking about it is that you said there are 13 new people in license to trail at tcu this year and that is huge i think well my group was only was four people and then five people so we took one to two each you know each year in auditions usually like one so it's it's crazy to me and awesome crazy awesome that like you can have that many people join a group you literally have more people joining than were in the group originally. So if they wanted, just, just you know, if you guys were on like a ship or something or a pirate ship, they could mutiny the original members. You're just, so right. Not, <laughs> You're not so right. that I advise you to become a pirate or whatever or really use the term mutiny in any other sense other than Pirates of the Caribbean. But uh, I, that's, I think it's really interesting. So just can you just tell us about how that came about and that process? Because I think that'll help us kind of get a sense of what's going on and what you can learn from all that and how to it's i don't know it sounds like you know like you're the you're the guy walking like 16 dogs down the street or whatever all tied to them they're all going in different directions yeah that's literally how i feel so (laughs) we so we had eight people last year um and we had two girls graduate and we had one girl who just couldn't come back this year so we had auditions at the end of the year uh so we were down to five and then we had auditions at the end of the year for current students um because is what i wanted to do is i wanted to have people that we could get music out to over the summer and that's so could could learn that so that when we came that we you know when we came back for the start of the year even if it was just you know the song for callbacks and our first song um at least have people who know what's going on and that can kind of pull the other people along so that it's not you know three times as many of you know, the current members that are, we're having to teach acapella to. Yeah. Because a, a lot of these people have never sung in an acapella group ever. Wow. Uh, so what made, uh, what, what was the reason? I mean, obviously they're all individual people, but like, what were the, like, what was choosing these people like? And where did you realize that? Like, wow. Did you know from the beginning that you wanted, uh, when, after you started hearing auditions, did you know you wanted to end up with a group of 18? So I originally set my number at 16 just because that's mm-hmm. kind of a good roundabout yeah, very you good know, number. number. And then we had – for spring auditions, we did not have a very big turnout. And I was worried. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, maybe we need to set our bar lower, like maybe 12 um, because we got three new people. And then we had uh, the freshman, new, you know, new student activities, organizations fair. And we had oh, – okay. That was the day last Sunday, the day before classes started, and we had sixty people sign up to audition. Whoa! And I was like, okay. 
and that's then good. <laughs> about half of those actually like fill out the audition form because yeah. we do all of our stuff online just because oh that's smart it's it's easier and so we had about 30 people actually come into the audition room mm-hmm. and, and then, then we yeah. only cut about five people or five or six people from auditions to callbacks oh wow so you so just doing the math here you had 60 sign up 30 actually came to sing and that's everyone if you haven't done uh, like auditions for an acapella group before that is pretty much how it goes you get like yeah we had a fourth of the people actually show for mine my first year we had a fourth of the people Mm -hmm. show up who actually signed up and that's just part of it so you had 60 people sign up 30 people show up and sing for you and you called back 25 people is that correct yeah about about 25 people man but that's good yeah because we were like there are so many different directions that we could go right now and they were good enough to get through through the audition so why don't we call them back and just you know see what we can devise yeah Uh, right now there's like an exec board of of license to trill it's me and sabrina who she Mm -hmm. started the group uh, I'm co-president of internal kind of internal affairs, yeah. and then there's a, a co-president of external affairs. So if we do a gig off campus or anything like gotcha. that, he will head that up. And then we have a business manager who does social media and then financial things. That's really um, good. So model. the four of us, ha- we basically talked all summer, uh, just kind of about what we wanted, and and so going into callbacks, we just kind of kept our ears open for everyone in different combinations of people. Cause you know, two people can sing together and then you take one of them out and put another person in yep. that's equally as good. Um, you know, if they're all three good, but they just sound different. So it's like what we had such a luxury of being able to do that. And even for our second year of auditions, it was so, so incredibly difficult to, for us, the, the mezzo section, we could have taken all like five of them that were called back mm-hmm. and it would have been amazing, but we just, you know, we yeah, have to, can. we have to stop somewhere. What, so. um, I'm curious then, cause it's, you know, it sounds like they had a lot of musical talent. What were the things that, you know, you rarely do have the luxury, like you said, of being able to like mm-hmm. narrow it down or like have enough that you're like, Oh man, this is going to be really hard to choose. Usually you're just like, okay, well you're pretty good. You're in what, what were the things that made or break it? What were the things that kept pe- got people in or kept people out? So it really was for us. I think we had to, you know, you know, look at the group sound, obviously, um, feel out personalities, you know, who we thought would vibe with the current people, the current members of the group and kind of as the four of us uh, exec members, we're all seniors. So we're all graduating. Ooh, it's like, yeah. who do we trust and who do we want to, who do you leave to s- inherit the group? Exactly. And so, and that was another thing too. Like there was a girl who was an amazing mezzo and she sounded awesome, but she's a senior. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I would, I would really like to, to bring someone in who is at least going to have two years, mm-hmm. um, to carry this forward that Absolutely. knows, you know, that knows what's going on. And so that's, you know, such a tough call to make because she's also one of my personal friends. So that was that's really hard. difficult to, um, but I, I think that, you know, it's just one of those things that I had never really understood it. You know, when I had been in auditions in the past and, you know, director's like, oh, this is such a hard decision. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're just being nice, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it really is like when you get down to it and you have, that many 
good voices auditioning, it is a hard decision. Yep. Not because not just because you don't want to hurt people's feelings, but it's like they all sound good. Man. I wish like I, I, I didn't I wish I had that. You know, it's 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 the double edged sword. Which would you rather have? Do you want to have two little people that like uh, we're not sure if like we're gonna be able to have a group or whatever and yeah. we're like scrambling, grasping at straws or do you have so many that it like tears you up inside to reject them? Yeah. It's and I'm sure there's a sweet spot number in there, uh, mm-hmm. different for every group. But that's I, I think the part about um, personalities is is very important because we had um, and I talked about this on episode three uh, with Lauren Park. We talked about a lot about like group motivation and individual yeah. like drive um being huge things that made a difference people to get in a group we were just talking about this in my choral class today and how is is someone responding to an email on time are they showing up on time with everything filled out like it's those little things but that show a lot of their character that are so nice to have in your group and i think you know it sounds like it was hard i'm glad you guys didn't just like oh you know just uh, cut them off you know Take yeah. uh, every every four of them out. I don't know. Sacrifice yeah. the freshmen. I don't know. <laughs> no, and that's that's interesting that you bring that up because, again, with so many people coming in that have never sang acapella, I you know I've been talking to a few of my friends from camp who were you know the presence of their group or music directors or whatever. Like, how do I have the conversation with these people? You know that are. I, you know, I don't know what they're expecting. Are they expecting this to just be a fun thing? And yes, while yeah. it's going to be fun, the fun comes from making good music and being awesome. You don't you don't go to rehearsal to have fun and then expect the music to just happen. Yep. So you you have to break it down for them and be like, this is a this is a team, and we all have to make sacrifices. And I know we're all busy. You know, I know we we all have homework and classes and tests and labs and shows and whatever, but you chose to do this. So this is a commitment. Yeah. That's, I think yeah. that's exactly right. And I think, so most of them have not done any kind of acapella group before. Is that, yeah. is that there, there's a few of them who did a little bit of acapella in high school. Like there was one girl saying, yeah, the last quarter um, of the year in high school choir, we would do an acapella like, yeah, that like section. Yeah. That um, makes sense. But not like a full on. Well, cause it's, you know, it's really different. I thought being in an acapella group would be really similar to being in a choir. And it was not yeah. at all. It's, you know, it's, it's driven by the students. You don't yeah. have a faculty director. It's not a registered yeah. class. It is all exactly. on the individuals. So yeah. my, the thing that was kind of easy with Timberman, my group that was um, four people for three semesters and then five in my uh, last and still five is that, you know, if someone wasn't pulling their weight, it was huh. immediately evident. And the yeah. pressure to like not screw up in front of people and to come prepared was like pretty, pretty much always enough to yeah. get people to like do stuff. But the trick is, um, and I think this is a challenge you'll face. Um, and I think this is a challenge every group faces when it's, when it's a bigger group is that like, who are they going to, are they working on their stuff or are they just kind of yeah. being coral leeches? And I, you know, obviously I don't know anyone who you've taken uh-huh. in. Now this isn't uh, a comment on them, but it's just, that is a hurdle that yeah. is really um, tricky to cross. And my, I guess my advice would just be um, if they are – we um, underground sound from the University of Puget Sound, they would do octet testing or quartet uh-huh. testing. That I, I go back and forth on what I actually think of that. Sometimes I think it's all right. Uh-huh. Sometimes I don't. But I guess Agreed. my advice would be just like 
if they if it's clear they are not knowing their stuff, just make it clear. Hey, if you don't really get this stuff learned, we're you know we had I think you you talked about how many great people there were. Like make yeah. it clear, like hey, we chose you because of all of these things. But if you're not going to actually deliver on those things, we will put someone else in who might yeah. who really wants to be in here and wants to work hard to do it. So and I really doubt honestly you're going to run into that too much in your um. Well, you know, you're a senior, so you won't run into it really at all, I think. But usually the freshmen or the – this is – we talked yeah. about this on another episode. The rookies are like uh-huh. kind of scared and are going to work their butts off to really show that they belong. Yeah. But it's really easy um, to – as you get older to kind of coast and not get yeah. your stuff ready. And I, I did that like for uh, two or three rehearsals where I was just like, oh, I'll read it there. I'll start reading yeah. it. I'll be fine. And I – you know, I just <clears> think um, – don't be afraid. I had to ask uh, in the first semester of Timberman, I had to ask someone to leave the group, part uh, mainly because they just didn't practice their stuff. And then there was another one who I was going to ask to leave, but he left of his own accord. So that was yeah. <laughs> and 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 the thing is, so is what we do is we'll we'll be sending you know practice tracks out for people you know the MIDI track of yep. playing the piano, um, which is awesome in and of itself. And then we are also going to be having like the first 30 minutes of our rehearsal be a sectional. Like, yep. so for whatever song that we're working on that day or that week or whatever, um, just go with your section. And then all the section leaders that we have are people that have done acapella before or are one of the eight that we had. Yeah. yeah. One of the eight that we had at the end of last year. So between those people, like they'll be able to tell who doesn't know their music mm-hmm. and and the thing is, like, I understand that that life happens and weeks get crazy where you have four tests in a single day and you're working, you know, 30 hours or something ridiculous. Yeah. And you have all of these other outside things. And it is what it really comes down to for me and for I think for my group is just come, just talk to us. You know, we're people, too. We have our lives are being pulled in a million different directions. If you have to text one of us and say, hey, this week has been really rough. I have X, Y, and Z going on and all these things. So um, I think, you know, this time I don't think I'll know my music as well as I would normally like to. Yeah. So, if you just communicate with us, like we will work with you. I am so willing to meet with any single person outside of rehearsal yep. time or class time just to like sit down in a practice room or sit down at my apartment. Like, hey, let's like sing through this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's that's what I had to do as well. And it's, you know, I think the defining kind of moment where you realize maybe something doesn't work out or someone's not working out is when mm-hmm. they either like they aren't like dying of busyness, whatever, and it's just not getting yeah. done or you know, but he, if, or if they're just not, if they're just really not trying or they're not, yeah. um, I mean, that, as, as simple as that sounds, that is like effort matters, I think so much in acapella. Yeah. I know that's a really simplistic idea, but no, no, individual, no, I... um, yeah, individual effort in regards to not just being um, a musician, but being like a good a team uh, player. Yeah. A team player. Absolutely. And that's going to require sacrifices. I remember, there was the awesome Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions concert. I had to miss it. It was the first <laughs> rehearsal of the year. I, I see everyone wearing yeah. those shirts. I regret. Right? I mean, it, I'm bummed I missed that, but it was the first rehearsal yep. of Timberman for the year. And I think, exactly. you know, every, it's. I think your point about sacrifices makes a lot of sense. And just make it clear, guys, like you've seen us, you've seen groups perform, you've seen how cool acapella can be, and you've chosen to be in this group. And that doesn't just happen. Like you said, you have to, besides just preparing, you have to sacrifice. And that's Mm -hmm. something that like, 
you know, I feel like isn't really talked about. You probably don't talk about during like recruitment or whatever. Like, hey, you're going to have to sacrifice talking to your mom every night. You can be in our group. But just making it clear that this is not, you don't just coast in here, that it is all about putting your best foot forward. So I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think, um, I think, you know, you'll, with your 13 members, 13 members, you'll encounter like a full spectrum in a sense of, of all that stuff, hopefully not in the very first semester, but it's, you know, I think you're taking on a big challenge and I think, but I think uh, it sounds like you guys picked really good people and I, and I'm sure you will, everyone will rise to the occasion. Yeah. We're super excited. And, you know, also something that is important to us is being fair and mm-hmm. you know there's people that are going to work their butts off to have their stuff to have their stuff learned and it's not fair to them if you come to a rehearsal like exactly. messing around or goofing off and not knowing knowing your stuff absolutely absolutely that just and that is another thing like that's that is a real reason. I mean, that's kind of how I talked to um, when I had asked a member to leave, like, Hey, we're all, we're, we were doing really hard music at the time. And I'm like, we're all putting in like long hours at the practice rooms over the weeks to really get this down. And you're mm-hmm. not. So why, why do you get to do that? And why um, aren't, uh, why can't we just coast through that? Oh, cause we have yeah. a goal for quality. And I think that, I think that's a, uh, those conversations can be tough to have, but I yeah. think, um, you know, you're, you're not just, the leader of the group, you're also like, as I don't really like to say this, but like you're, you gotta enforce like kind of discipline and not yeah. like in a dictator, dic, 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 dictatorial, I don't know what the word is, <laughs> a dictator-esque, not in a tyrannical way, there we go, but in a way that allows, like you said, for open communication and be mm-hmm. like, hey, I really can't do it. Okay, well, that's fine. If you learned your part, like for most of your songs, you're just struggling with this last bit and like you had a family member die, of course, we'll give you time yeah. to figure it out. But if you, you know, stretch it or push the limits it's it just doesn't make sense to keep you in the group so i think that it sounds like you have a really solid approach to kind of you know managing all these um different uh situations that could pop up and all these different people so uh good for you for kind of you know not just well you know i don't want to take that many people because that'd be scary you know you took the number (laughs) that made sense for the group and will make the group the best and you're sticking with it that's yeah you know this is this is my senior year so it's all you know all or nothing at this point. <laughs> and hey, if they suck, it's only your problem for a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. Uh, okay, awesome. So that was us talking about, uh, you know, the scariness of not just running an acapella group, but running an acapella group for new members and auditions mm-hmm. and such. We're going to take another quick little break here, and we are going to play Paradise by the Scattertones. Paradise is a tune originally by Coldplay, uh, and we're going to take a listen to that. And again, this is host John Lampus with awesome guest Alex Atkins. Awesome Alex Atkins. Hey, there's some <laughs> alliteration for you. And we're going to be right back here on Acapella at Acapella Radio. Da 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 
Said she was just a girl She expected the world But it flew away from her reach She ran away in her sleep Dreamed of para, para, paradise Para, para, paradise Dreamed of para, para, paradise Every time she closed to community-supported Acaville Radio, streaming acapella around the clock at acaville.org. Acaville, leave the instruments at the door. And welcome back to Acapella. This is your host, John Lampus, on Acaville Radio's weekly radio show uh, with my good buddy, Alex Adkins, who uh, I actually met, fun fact, just by Twitter because he was listening to Acapella. So you know what that means? That means you can join Akaville too. <laughs> Just not going to keep plugging that. Alex is going to be doing some fun uh, mixing work for us in December. Uh, please consider joining Akaville because it is 
super, super fun, and it affords a ton of awesome opportunities. So just wanted to make that plug one last time. But uh, Alex, so when we were talking about uh, the topics for this episode, you mentioned storytelling at acapella, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? Because I just <laughs> like, I it's just something that um, I haven't thought of, and I just don't really think about it. And it, it's like when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, well, duh, that's... You know, yeah. singing a song we have words, we're telling a story, we're trying to be emotionally resonate with the audience, but it's really easy to just not think about that. And as I think you said, you know, get caught up in, okay, is this in tune? Is that in tune? Are we doing that right? And yeah. it seems like uh, a privilege to be thinking about like storytelling and emotional resonance in acapella because you can't really do that if mm-hmm. everything sucks and if you sound yeah. bad because then it just was <laughs> like oh well yeah you guys seem really into it but you suck so it's not resonating with me yeah exactly um, so <laughs> storytelling in acapella hit us tell us tell us what your thoughts are on that and what you think about that yeah so i guess i'll start out by saying notes and rhythms are not music you know, those are those are ground zero. Those should be those should be there all the time. If they're not there all the time, you have bigger problems. What I like to think about is you go to you go to a concert and you know, whether it's Coldplay or it's Rihanna or Beyonce or whoever, you go and you you feel power and you feel, you know, the emotions coming from that singer. Mm-hmm. Now put yourself at an acapella concert where it's not just one singer and a band. You have anywhere from four or five all the way to like 16, 18, 20 singers on stage. That just multiplied that emotional, I don't know, sphere yeah. By, yeah, 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 yeah. by 20, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have so much power and so much possibility in singing a cappella to provide a connection with the audience and for them to connect with every single person on stage. Yeah. So how do you how do you do that? What's the approach you take? So a lot of it is gonna come I think it's gonna come from the lyrics, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to sit down with your group and just look at what you're singing. Now, you know, the tenors might be singing, you know, oohs and ahs, and the basses are doing, you know, dums, which, you know, that they, <laughs> that they usually do. But it's important for everyone to be on the same page so that even if you are singing the oohs or the dums or whatever, you can communicate the message through everything else that aren't, that that is not the the things and the syllables coming out of your mouth. It's mm-hmm. through your body. It's through your face. It's just through through the the energy that that comes from you. The, the physicality. Physicality. Your your body. You know the way that you intentionally open up or you close or you turn or you back away from the audience. Mm-hmm. All of those small things that we don't think about, they really play a huge role into subconsciously how the audience is processing that emotion that that soloist or the singers are experiencing at that specific point in time man that yeah i i totally agree what's like do you have an example like what's a song where you kind of um that maybe you guys have done in the past or something like that that you found uh when you kind of focused on the story and the emotional resonance that 
bumped it up a notch. What do you have any example you could provide or think of? Um, my example that that I always like to think about and and use is actually not with my group, just because our first year was kind of rough, but yeah. it's okay. Um, but I am obsessed with. Jesse Little and Sam Creighton of the Nor'easters. Oh, yeah. I think their storytelling abilities are just incredible. Mm-hmm. The way that they that they it, they're I'm just trying to like to no think worries. of all the things yeah. because there's so many there's so many things that they do that are that are incredible. The way that their specificity in every every tiny thing that they do. So if they're looking in a certain direction, they're doing that for a reason and there's intention behind it. And like they looked this direction on a certain word for a reason, or they, they backed away, they retreated from the audience at this part to show that they're vulnerable or they strutted forward at this part because they're feeling really fierce. That may, Wow. Yeah, I feel I I totally agree in that. I feel like that's something people don't think of at all. I yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like the things that <clears throat> that we don't even think about that seem so simple are the most vital parts of communicating our message and what we're trying to say. Yeah, and the more that you can master that and be effective with that, the more that it's going to resonate with the audience, and the more that you can make those correct judgments and say, okay, I'm saying this line here that's really strong and intense and I'm being I'm I'm being strong. If I walk towards the audience and I plant myself solidly, mm-hmm. that message is going to be that much more powerful. Yeah. And it sounds, you know, it, it feels like this goes beyond just choreography. It's like taking yeah. time to find out how you emotionally connect to the song and how it taking time to figure out how what words are going to hit the audience and what stuff yeah. you want to accentuate, not just in like the words you want to sing louder, but in how you like the physicality of it. I think is the yeah. I think that's the best word for it. So, do you like with your group, or you said you didn't do it with your group, but like I wonder if um, these people from the Nor'easters, do you think they plant like you know beside they learn the song, they know the specifics of the music they want to do the things you know dynamics they know their choreography do you think they take time to like okay i want to do exactly this on this beat of this part to bring out this emotional thing or do you think it's just natural because i i i I think i I think being that intentional for me that's kind of my theater background coming in i don't necessarily think that that all people do that i think Mm -hmm. that Uh, when I was at Camp Acapella, plug there again, it's <laughs> incredible. Uh, when I was in my small group, we spent a whole rehearsal. Um, we all sat down in a circle, and it was 16 college students talking about the song Sing by My Chemical Romance. And we were yeah. all talking about what the lyrics of that song meant to us. And by the end of that, there were 16 college students crying in <laughs> front of each other. I had known these people for like two days. Uh-huh. And I I felt comfortable enough with them and and being vulnerable and using that to my and our advantage. Man. It's your willingness to be vulnerable and put everything out there that you have. Because if you do that, what what more can people ask from you? Yeah, totally agree. I'm gonna look for that more now in 
my you know what i bet the i probably don't realize it but the kind of x factor the things that i don't realize that touch me about acapella groups i'm guessing they're the people that do that that i have an emotional connection to the song that aren't just singing it because their director picked it for them and and something that i think is really interesting is you know even that i notice about myself i feel like if i'm standing and my arms are just at my side I'm awkward. So I feel yeah. like, you know, everyone has their quote thing that they do, whether it's like they move their hand or whatever. And kind of with an experienced performers or younger performers, they're uncomfortable by that. Yeah. So the more that people can learn to just feel themselves in their bodies and own that, mm-hmm. I think that is another thing that is gonna that's gonna step it up because if you're comfortable with yourself no one is going to be uncomfortable with you that's a very good way of putting it i feel yeah because i feel like a lot of people like if they're getting up and kind of grooving to the acapella music maybe they feel awkward or they don't want people to think they look awkward or they don't want anyone else to feel awkward but if you're all doing it it's not awkward and if you if you hold back then it's awkward. This person yeah. kind of half moving on stage, sort of smiling, but kind of just oh, don't want to look weird. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really only, good point. The only way that you're going to look weird is if you think you look weird. Yep, I absolutely agree. So is that something you're really hoping to bring to your group this year? Yes, um, especially like I was saying earlier, so many of these people haven't sang acapella before. It's, it's going to be my job to be like, hey guys, like, this is this is the way that you need to own it yeah. because if you own it and you own completely 100% who you are on that stage singing this song that's all that matters and that is com- going to completely sell and get these people to be super hyped up or super emotional or super happy or whatever from the things that you're singing Absolutely. I could not think of a better note to end the episode on that is very emotionally resonant and true and something I'm going to absolutely apply <laughs> to my future groups. And I hope anyone listening really considers. So guys, this has been another awesome episode of Talk Appella. My guest today was Alex Adkins talking about sound design, continuing looking uh, reflections after the first year of a group and looking forward, and then emotional storytelling and acapella. Those are the three things we hit on today. Alex, if people want to get a hold of you, uh, how, what's your Twitter handle? How can they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Alex Adkins2, and Adkins is A-D-K-I-N-S, not like the diet. <laughs> and then, guys, if you want to get a hold of me, it's the same as always, at John Lampus, L-A-M-P-U-S. And uh, probably the most important, if you want to get a hold of the station or just have a recommendation for a topic, we have, I have a, I, Alex tweeted me and said, dude, you should do like something on acapella careers. I am recording that episode tomorrow about acapella Woo-hoo. careers. Because you tweeted about it. And I was like, well, that's that's what the people want. So we ought to do it. So again, Alex, thank you so much for coming thank on you. the show thank today. Thank you. This was awesome. Absolutely. We'll definitely have you on again sometime soon. And Great. everyone, you have been listening to Tacapella here on Acaville Radio. For everything acapella, stay tuned.